0: welcome to episode 876 of the sleeper in the bust it is tuesday december 22nd i'm your host paul spore and i'm joined by justin mason justin good morning sir
1: good morning how you
0: doing i am doing well um we're a couple days from christmas it's it's that time we're gonna try to make the best of this year you know finishing off this year that has been awful uh so you know Trying to trying to put some uh, holiday cheer into things and go out on a high note at least. How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm recovering actually. I I am. I finished or tried to finish 2020 yesterday in just 2020 fashion. Uh, I made some uh, hot sauces or I I I cooked some peppers in to make some hot sauces. Cooked some uh, habaneros. Cooked some uh, Carolina Reapers. Cooked some ghost peppers. Uh, and made the mistake of not wearing gloves. I already know where this is going. And opening up the oven with my head, like, right in front of it. So I got, you know, the steam from it, like, into my face and eyes. Uh, and then I washed, no joke, washed my hands, like, ten times. And I'm like, okay, I should be safe, right? So I go and use the bathroom, and yeah, no, it was, it was a bad day. Yesterday, um, I was in some that's, pain.
0: Yeah, that's horrifying.
1: So I'm looking forward to having the hot sauces at some yeah, point, yeah. but uh, no, I, I did not have a chance to finish them because, um, yeah, no, I, I, I was an idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, that's
0: uh, that that irks me just hearing about it. That's that's a little scary. That's a little scary. So, well, hopefully you're all right, and hopefully the hot sauces end up being worth it to the point where you're like,
1: you know what? I barely remember it now. <laughs> you yeah, <know>? we'll see. <laughs> it was pretty painful, man. I I, I I can
0: only imagine.
1: Like, you know, and I've cooked with peppers quite a bit before, but I've never cooked with ghost peppers or Carolina Reapers, which are supposedly, like, just extremely insanely hot sauces. Uh, and, I mean, if... Just touching, you know, my face or my body, like, made it burn uncontrollably. I'm really uh, excited and scared about the prospect of these hot sauces. Well, uh, how about video
0: of you taste testing and yeah. send send it over for a Christmas treat? Oh, live stream it. That, that sounds great. I'm very interested in that. Uh, I'm also interested in talking about some baseball, some outfielders. Because we don't really have any moves to discuss. I'm, listen, you know there is no bigger Michael Walker fan, mm-hmm. but he's just not making the grade to deserve a segment. Am I? Am I fair in saying that? Yeah, I mean, I, he went, I, he's going to Tampa, you know, and we we put a little
1: juice into that, mm-hmm. but you know, the question is, what is his, is his role in Tampa? Yeah. Because. I mean, he'll
0: get some starts. We, we, but do you in want some him capacity. to, or do
1: you want him to be a follower? Like, for me, it's like. Well, that'd could, be great. Yet, yeah, could he be. Like, he becomes interesting if he is the follower after the opener, because then he doesn't need to go more than three or four innings to have what could be just sneaky value. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Th- that being be... said, he was fucking awful. Like, uh, just... it, was,
0: it was really bad. And, you know, frankly, it wasn't particularly good in 19 either mm-hmm. i think he skated a bit uh with a four. i mean he's six era back in 19 when he had a 561 fit this year it was 662 era with a 525 fit so the fifth saying that those homers you know that's what it's really focused on is those homers are probably as a 2.0 rate the last two seasons uh, 10.6 hits per nine so yeah i think uh, uh, there has to be some sort of, like, role change, like you're saying, something that carves out a, an opportunity for Waka to be useful. You I mean, uh, tricked me into a segment on him.
1: Wait <laughs> In his defense, his XERA was 445. Okay. So, like, it wasn't well, as bad as—it it shouldn't have been as bad as it was. It uh,
0: seems like if he can get—if he can get those homers down— Mm-hmm. And, and and manageable again. And you know, like I said, going to Tampa Bay, that's always a positive. We we love what they do with pitchers, so there's there's at least a, a shred of intrigue just off the top there. So we'll see. He's we and I, you and I play leagues deep enough to continue to draft Waka. Not everybody does though. Yeah, most fact,
1: people you, this is looking at a spot starter, kind of keeping an eye, see if they he makes some sort of noticeable change type thing. Yep, 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 yep. AL only, where you know. A body breathing on a high-quality
0: team that's known for doing good things with pitchers has some interest. But your 10s, 12s, even your 15s that are that don't go 50 rounds, Lock is not on the radar. So let's get back into the outfield. Uh, we covered a bunch of them last time out, and we're kind of doing this grouping thing here uh, where we're asking, you know, pairing different guys or, or putting trios together and uh, focusing on different topics with them. Uh, actually, the first guy is solo. Because it's it's George Springer here, and I'm just kind of curious about where you think he should go. The latest report was that his market's starting to boil down to two clubs, Toronto and the Mets. Um, so assuming it stays that way, where would you want to see him wind up? Do you want him to go to Toronto with a high quality lineup, or the uh, the Mets? Excuse me, with a high quality lineup.
1: Mm, I mean I guess I'd want him to go to Toronto for the park factors yeah slightly better park for sure um I mean I think it's more than slightly better but like I also don't think he's a guy that is going to be uh someone who is um uh, uh impacted too much by the park so like I I don't really care where he ends up I think and we know he's gonna be you know leading off for some one of these teams more than likely and he's going to have a you know intense amount of value so like uh I hope he gets paid. I love George Springer. I've loved George Springer, you know, when he was a draft pick. I thought yes, he was uh, you know, this guy that could be a real difference maker. Uh he the speed never came through in the way that we thought it was going to after he put up just insane like 30-30 seasons in the minors. Oh my god, he was he was dumb lit in the minors and then like you said, it just didn't
0: come to fruition. I think that's going to happen to Bobaschad, by the way. Really? Why? Think, why would you think that? Because it's already happening. He's eight. He's eight for thirteen at the major league level, and he doesn't have blinding speed. And so, and it's and it's not even that he's slow. I just I I it's I'm getting that same vibe.
1: I think that that's a little crazy. Um, I mean, I. I mean, he was four for five this year.
0: Yeah, he was be- much better this year. He was it was four for eight last year, right?
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, so I mean, you know, he learned some tricks of the trade. You know, yeah. now that he's long, you know, been in the league longer. Yeah, I mean, he's not like you're right. He's not like a blinding fast type of guy necessarily. And I do think, like as he gets older, the speed will decrease. Like, is he going to be a th- like a thirty steal guy? No, but like, I mean, is he even going to be a twenty though. I think it's going to be around there, you know, eighteen to twenty two, something like that.
0: Well, I mean, that's you know, that's that Springer had sixteen. He was nine for nineteen the the first full year that he had. So he just got bad on the bases. But I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think it's going to be in that realm. I think it could end up being more like what we saw with Springer than somebody who's going to steal 20 plus. And we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, mean, I would. I, I want to be wrong on that. I, I don't want to lose that. But you know, we saw it with Springer. You know, another guy we saw it with who I don't see Bichette. Uh, all like I don't see Bichette being the same thing. But like Jock Peterson. I kept yeah. waiting for his speed to come. He stole he 26 26, 31 30
1: and has never stolen more than six at the That was, that was the majors. so high on, on Peterson. But I mean, i, these I kept are, saying
0: that speed's going to come. You know, that the, those SBs are going to come, and they never did.
1: I think, like, the difference between. Well, one of the differences between a guy like Bichette and a guy like Springer is. Like, the team construct. Like, one of the reasons, like, Springer... I mean, you know, he also wasn't great at stealing bases, necessarily. um, But, like, this was an organizational change, too. Like, they, just as a team, don't want to steal bases. uh, The Astros. Whereas Mm -hmm. the Blue Jays, I think, were, like, they're ninth in stolen bases uh, last year. So, like, they're a team that are okay with pushing it on the base pass. So, I don't necessarily have those same concerns. That being said, and we'll get back around to shortstop prob you know in the new year. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk um, more about it. But that's I'm a, little, starting to, a take there. It's like, I'm starting to like back off of like the Bo Bichette hype. Like I think it's maybe getting a little bit out of control.
0: You think
1: yeah. pick twenty. Yeah, it's just and, I mean I that, love Bo Bichette, but that there's a lot right? of proven talent um going behind him. Uh, that I like, I, I don't know how Major we. Bogarts goes a full round later. Yeah, I, think I mean, that's crazy. Manny Machado. I mean, yeah, Bogarts, Albies, uh Arenado. It, I mean, Should Tim Maryfield, Anderson really be
0: twenty picks away from him?
1: He shouldn't, and that's. I mean, no. as much as I love the upside of Bobichet and what he could be, like there's some of these guys that we know, like Anthony Rendon, like is going mm-hmm. to pick. 44. Yep. That's 24 picks behind, uh, you know, I mean, aren't we hoping that Bo Bichette is the shortstop version of Starling Marte going at pick 48? I'm, I'm with you, brother. So, I'm with you. Man. Like, so I, sorry to derail on, on the
0: Bichette train there. <laughs> um, this is why
1: we never get through more than like six. Uh, players. That, that's true. So Springer,
0: <laughs> you want to go to Toronto? I agree. Uh, I think between the two, I, I would prefer that. I just love, I love that line. I, I i like the mets one too i really do it's really good but something about putting a really strong veteran in there and i'm not talking about like veteran presence and all that although i don't dismiss that entirely uh like that that a quality veteran coming in can help things not not that you need it like you don't have to have some 30 something there to guide the team we don't the thing about You know, imposing that upon somebody is that we don't even know if they're a vocal leader, right? We just Mm -hmm. say, "Oh, guy who's been around for X number of years, he must be a vocal leader." That said, Springer is, and we do know that, and I do think he'd be a great fit for this club. I think you know he's not some crusty old vet, um, and he's still, you know, he's won recently. I think he would think he'd go really nicely there. Although Randall Grichuk would be in some trouble at that point.
1: Would he? Actually, no, I see Alejandro yeah. Kirk is their DH current yeah. thing. So, no, no. Yeah, I don't think he would be in any trouble.
0: Yeah, because Shaw's gone now, so that opens some things up. Uh, but anyway, if he goes to the Mets, it's fine. I don't really think it changes his value greatly. And if a third team comes in, I, there's not many spots that you could really reasonably put George Springer that would like greatly alter his
1: uh, uh, value, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, so, I think the, the Blue Jays maybe need him a little bit more than the Mets. I mean, the Mets uh, I mean, I think every team could use him. So let's not Sure. Well, the say Mets need that. a center fielder too though, like They do. Defensively, Nimmo's not great. But like offensively, like I think oh god, he just just ties up that Blue Jays lineup so well. Um, I agree. I agree. Especially with the, with a nice on-base percentage. So uh
0: Yeah, it doesn't really he doesn't fit as well with the Mets in terms of, like, they have Dom Smith, Brandon Nimmo, Michael Conforto. You don't really want to take Nimmo off the field. So at that point, then, they're hoping that the DH comes back in. So
1: Or, or they I, trade Nimmo or, or trade. an outfielder yep. as part of the, you know, a Lindor.
0: Yeah, that's a good call-out, especially because Cleveland needs um, outfield perpetually. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next group, favorite rising stud... Trent Grisham at 57, or Randy Orozarena at 59. He's at already at 59. He's probably going to go higher. <laughs> I mean, the playoffs were just so silly. Um, and that's got, that's got that hype built up. So who would you rather go for, Grisham or Orozarena?
1: I mean, Orozarena is dropping a little bit. He was... Oh, he's, oh, he's going the other way. Okay. Because of the arrest issue. Yes. Now... There's going to be no charges, it, it seems. Okay. Uh, Does it mean... Yes.
0: Full innocence or anything,
1: but... No, but it, they, they there was some sort of agreement between the mother of his child and him, uh, and there is not enough physical evidence without her testimony. I, and I, I, I'm... i This is what I gather, so... You yeah. Know, I, I'm not 100% sure this is, you know, exactly. But ultimately, it sounds like there are not going to be any charges stemming from this. Shouldn't prevent him. Uh, so... My guess is, yeah, because he was at 56 at the end of November um, as this was kind of coming down. Uh, okay, so he's trickled down a few spots. Yeah, so he's trickled down. I'm super intrigued by Rosarena. I mean, you, you have to be after what he did, not mm-hmm. just in the postseason. I mean, yeah, the postseason yeah. was amazing. Ten home runs uh in 20 games uh so,
0: like he's he's the reason they were in the like yeah literally the reason i don't think i'm overstating it
1: um, yeah considering his, his how bad their hurt. offense
0: was that they, they don't make it without him
1: yeah his, his back has to hurt after carrying them 100%. all the way i mean so 100 percent. um but i mean look what he did in the regular season in 23 games he had seven home runs stole four bases uh, 281, 382, 641 slug. Uh, I mean, he was he was just never bad. Um, and no, he wasn't. He's been really good in the minors. He was really good in the minors in 2019 with the Cardinals as well. And even his short stint with the Cardinals uh, Major League uh, Ball Club, he was still pretty damn good. Yep. I mean, it's really hard to take him over Christian, who, you know, in his own right, was very, very good. Ten stolen bases, ten home double runs, double. Uh, hit yeah. two fifty one. You know, walked twelve percent of the time, so three fifty two on base. I just have a hard time passing on that upside of Rosarena, uh, and if he comes around to me in the fourth round, man, I'm. I'm gonna really struggle uh, unless I'm unless I've gone like three straight hitters to start my draft, I need to go pitcher. But like if we're saying I'm taking an outfielder in the fourth round, I think I'm taking a Rosarena. His pitch recognition is just so elite. It was it was nuts.
0: Uh what we saw on display from a Rosarena. They both went in the fifth round of the mock I did, the RotoWire magazine mock, the fifteen teamer. Interesting. You they didn't went take of though. I did not get either. They went first and fifth in that round. Had they made it, absolutely would have taken either who made it. I ended up taking Lourdes Gurriel Jr. that round. Uh, I was eyeing my second outfielder, and my list kind of went in order. Rosarena, Grisham, Conforto, Castellanos. All four of them went before my pick, so I went with Gurriel. But, uh, yeah, fifth round, I'd have been happy to take them. And uh, I I think that's a completely fair price, you know. That's a sixty-one and sixty-three. No, yeah, sixty-three um, for them. So a little bit lower than ADP on both. I think I think I'm on a Rosa Rosarena as well. Um, with Grisham, you know, he he actually did all right against lefties. Now it's a small sample, and he had a three seventy-eight Babbitt. So I don't want to overrate that. Um, You know, particularly in this season, if you are a lefty, uh, a few good games against lefties, all of a sudden your numbers are protected. But he's maintained a a high Babbitt, he had a pretty high Babbitt, 36 plate appearances against them last year. But you add add that all up, it's still just 103 plate appearances against lefties. But he doesn't seem to be inept to the point where he has to be fully platooned. So he's still going to get playing time against lefties, Grisham is. Um, You know, he did 10-10 this year. His full season pace uh, as a major leaguer is 24-16, which is really nice. So I'm not sure you can go wrong, but I lean Rosarena as well. I, call, call, me, you know, call me a hype
1: beast, but I'm in on it. I am too. Uh, the question is, are we in on it when it continues to rise? Because I assume yeah. it'll keep pushing up as draft season goes on. So you. some would-you-rathers here. Would you rather have a Rosarena or Kevin Biggio, who's triple eligible. Damn.
0: I think a arena but that one's tough.
1: I think I would too. <laughs> um, but I mean that second, third and outfield, you get middle corner and outfield. That's the, that's the thing. Biggio. Yeah. Uh, the infield outfield is hot. Uh, the batting average for me is just the, the upside on the batting average is just huge on Rosarena. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's why I lean him. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming we're taking a Rosarena over Aaron Judge and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Indeed. So this is where I think he lands, or um, the area he kind of lands here in the next month or two. Uh, a Rosarena or Starling Marte? I'm
0: gonna go rosarena i'm not gonna play the whole like well if i need speed i'm gonna do this no no i'm gonna go rosarena most times there i think i think i think eight out of eight out of ten there's two times i go ahead and take Marte, but i think i mostly go rosarena
1: i think i do too and that's i mean i love starling Marte. i think starling Marte is underrated and like we're
0: hype we're hype beasts look at us
1: like i think yeah he's gonna be a back of the third early fourth round pick Here pretty soon and I think I'm here for it
0: yeah I can get behind that I really can Uh, all right speaking of Biggio we already discussed him and this other guy but I'm curious if you'd rather have them at second base or outfield or in Biggio's case throw in that third base eligibility but Kevin Biggio at 58 Brandon Lau 72 their ADPs are less relevant here because I'm really asking about where you like where you prefer to deploy them as you're drafting obviously it's it's gonna be a lot based on on what you're doing with your draft but if you're going in and like perfect worlding it, do you have a preference between the two, uh, infield, outfield, for the, for those guys, Bizio and
1: Lau? I think it's in the outfield uh, with the ability to go play second base. Second base is just so deep. Like, yeah, we really came so away like in second base. Yeah, there's just so many guys at second base where like, okay, well, I mean, Colton Wong's nothing super special, or, or Cesar Hernandez, nothing super special, but they're just, you know, they're usable and they're, they're going to have value. Whereas, you start getting into the later part of the outfield, and you're going, oh, okay, Andrew Stevenson, welcome to the team, I guess. <laughs> so, like, uh, I, I, I hope
0: they don't sign anybody. Yeah. So straw, yay.
1: Yeah. I, so, I, I'm, I'd much rather use them in the outfield uh, and have the ability to move them to second, and then Biggio can move also to third. But... Uh, I mean, I just love having these guys that can move around, especially from the infield to the outfield or from quarter to middle. Yep,
0: and based on putting everything together yesterday in that mock, I totally agree. I think the way I was working things, filling the outfield felt a lot better. Um, And I didn't get either of them, but I'm just saying I think that's where I'm going to default and then keep that second base or middle open instead. All right, better Blue Jay buy. Teoscar Hernandez at 68 or Lourdes Guriel Jr. at 82?
1: I mean, this this one hurts because, I mean, you know I've been a huge Teoscar guy for a long time, and finally mm-hmm. the breakout comes. But I think I'm leaning Guriel. I definitely
0: am because I took him over Teoscar yesterday um, despite the ADPs. I, I just, I don't know, man. Teoscar's breakout... Really, just looks like Tasker's run hot.
1: Yeah, it looks the way theater. he
0: does when, when, when he's running hot, as opposed to some sort of sustainable change or set of changes. And so, I, I think there's more, to, more to what Guriel's doing and building on. Whereas, I think in a six month run, not that Hernandez like flops, I think it would still end up have, having been a really good season for him and probably his best yet but not 146 WRC-plus type.
1: No, I, I think he is... I mean, the batting average is is where we're having issues here. Because, I mean, he hit 289 and that, you know, came off of, what, a, a 348 Babbitt? Uh, and while, like, he hits the ball... I mean, he is a stat-cast dude. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't even need to bring up his stat-cast page to look at it, because I know it's going to be red. Um, but... He just, like, nothing changed in his contact profile. I mean, nothing changed. It, it actually, his contact percentage actually was worse than yep. it was in 2019. He swung outside of the zone 34% of the time. his Swing and strike rate 15.7. Like, this isn't a guy who's going to hit 289 again. Um, you know, he's the guy that, you know, you and I talk about guys that I like that, you know, are... are that have the batting average variance and you want to pay for it in the down year, like we did in 2019. I don't know that you want to pay for it again in the 2020 when he's coming off of this huge season. Um, so he's as much as I love Tay Oscar, I just don't know that I'm going to pay this price. Mm-hmm. Whereas Griel, I think I'm okay paying this price. I think his, you know, he obviously isn't going to hit 308 again. Uh, because that BABIP was, you know, 351. But I I much prefer his uh, approach, Uh, you know, his in-zone contact, 84%. uh, Um, You know, his just overall contact percentage, you know, 75.6. You know, he's probably more of a 275 guy. Yep. Yep. Um, But I think it comes with, you know, 25 to 30 home runs in – uh, five to ten steals. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, he could be part of a Lindor trade. Because uh, I think True. that's who, reportedly, Cleveland asked for as the centerpiece. Um, I don't know if Toronto wants to necessarily move a guy who's in the prime of his career and they they have him for, you know, affordable price uh, through yeah, they 2023. Got him in like a, yeah, it was a seven-year, $22 million deal. Yeah, so I don't so know they if they, they want to move time with him. him. Uh, but I mean, maybe that's what you have to do to get Lindor at this point. So uh, it's interesting that they're the team battling over uh, Springer and the guy who are team that's likely battling over Lindor. So right, they're out here, man. They're they're. Hey, I like it though. Push.
0: You got you got the core. You got a squad. Push. That is the way to do it. And so uh, we'll we'll see how they continue to move forward. And, and exactly who they go for and what they do. But I'm eager to see how Toronto continues to play it out. Gurriel over Hernandez, for me, like Hernandez, will still be rooting him on, but I, I, I'm not paying the premium. I just can't do it. Can't do it. All right, uh, which met at their price? And a couple of these we talked about based on other positions, but Michael Conforto, 76, Dom Smith, 93, or Jeff McNeil, 96.
1: Oh, this is a tough one for me. I mean, I can eliminate one much more easily than I can pick between the other two. So I'll, I'll start with that. I'm eliminating Jeff McNeil. Um, okay, yeah, I think that's fair. I just, like, I I think he is who he is at this point, which is a guy that is potentially, like, you know, empty batting average. Um, yeah. and uh,
0: he, he doesn't stand up to those two.
1: Yeah, no, I just... I I think he's overdrafted. And I don't know if it's multi-position eligibility uh, because he is outfield second, third.
0: I don't hate his ADP. I think... I just... Compared to these other two, I I just... I'm not... I'm not looking to do that. I mean, you know, he's locked in batting average. He's... I mean, he's a baby... He's a baby LeMayhew.
1: He's... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he... But, like, it's... Like, if he hits... 12 home runs and steals three bases like that 300 is great but like that's not you can't be taking him in the top 100 like I, he's not a top 100 player there's no reason he should yeah play. but
0: what's the how realistic is it that he would only hit 12
1: homers um I think it's pretty is, realistic considering he only hit four this year and he played 52 games
0: you're putting way too much stock into the two month season there
1: Or are we putting way too much stock into one good year in twenty nineteen? Because this wasn't a guy on one
0: hundred thirty three games than fifty two.
1: I mean, I get that, but like, he wasn't a guy who showed like a ton of power necessarily in the minor leagues. Not a ton.
0: I don't need a ton to get uh, teens home runs. You know, upper teens, low twenties. I mean, he's a twenty home run pace over his career. Uh, He had twenty three back in twenty nineteen, but you take the other two partial seasons uh, in 18 and 20. That smooths it out to a, a 20 mark. So if he plays, you know, it, it, you're talking 12, and I guess that's something that we should talk about too, by the way. The numbers we say are, are over 162, even though we know there is not going to be 162. But I still think it's better to talk in full season scale, and then you guys can shave it down in your heads because we don't know what number there is. So I think it's still worth doing that. Obviously, if it was one if it was 12 homers in 162 for McNeil, then he'd be hitting like eight to 10 uh, for us this year because I think we're gonna get a, a shorter a shorter season. For sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a guarantee. How many games do you think they are gonna play, by the way? Uh,
1: between 100 and 120. Yeah, I was hoping for
0: more than that. I was think I was aiming for 130, but I think you might be right.
1: I I think I mean it, I mean it really did. I mean, it's really out of. I mean, I don't want to say it's out of their control because that's not true. I mean, they they've proven they can play through a pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and 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 make things work. Uh, but I think what they want to do is wait until we have enough vaccines where they can comfortably let people pack into the stands. Uh, so they can, you know, make as much money as they possibly can. Uh, And I just don't know if that's going to be feasible before the beginning of June. Wait, what? Yeah. You don't think we're going to start until June? I think there's a chance we don't start until mid-May, early June. And so that's where I start going. My date's ruined already. Yeah, I'm sorry. But... um. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like a month ago, we were like, like we had a much gloomier outlook on kind of just the state of the world than I think we do today. Now that vaccines are being administered, yeah. uh, and so like you know, props to the doctors and scientists and uh, companies that have produced this va- these vaccines uh, that hopefully will end, uh, you know, this this worldwide nightmare um sooner rather than later so who knows i mean we could be in april and there's enough vaccines for you know two-thirds of the country yeah yeah so because i mean obviously you know the the frontline responders and, and people like that need to be the first dose and Elder folks, uh, elder folks, and you know, high it's risk. The me. second dose, and then baseball players, third dose, right? Because that's third <laughs> mi- minimum
0: third tier, right? They might even bump second tier. Would you say to those people that are sick? I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. But we're totally joke, kidding,
1: kidding. Yes. Um, but uh, so who knows? I mean, but right now I'm feeling like 100, 120 seems about right um, in terms of that. It's you know, getting back to McNeil. I mean, have you seen his stat cast data from this year? I imagine it wasn't great. Yeah, that that's an overstatement of the century. Hard hit percentage, fifth percentile.
0: So much Feral on barrel
1: percentage, season. eighth percentile. Exit velocity, sixteenth percentile. I mean he didn't have a
0: homer forever and then he hit four in a row. Like yeah, it was it wasn't great.
1: So I mean
0: Ugh. He's still at 311, though. Like, I don't know. Okay, well, we spent too much time on him because we don't even want him anyway. So then Conforto versus Dom. And I guess we really need to talk about Conforto because he's the only new guy here.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I love Conforto. I Would do. Would you rather pay him for t-
0: or 20 picks, save 20 picks, and, and take Dom? What do you prefer?
1: I'm probably going to take the 20 picks um, and uh, and and wait for Dom just because of the multi-position eligibility uh but if Conforto is feeling like the best guy on the board like I'm not going to pass him over uh I mean he 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 put together a monster season Yeah, he's quietly insane. <laughs> like I think it, he's kind
0: of underrated.
1: Yeah. Uh and I don't think he's necessarily going to repeat the batting average. I mean, he had like a plus 400 BABIP, yeah, so Yeah,
0: 412. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it's not uh it's not going to repeat. However, he upped his zone contact rate um, 5% to 86.8%. Five point, yeah, that's Uh, that's big. And so while that, you know, while the batting average is obviously going to come down, like uh, Steamer in depth charts has him going back to like his, you know, pretty close to his career average of, you know, 255. um, With 32 home runs and seven stolen bases. So you will take that. But I would actually project him a bit higher than that. Um, somewhere in like
0: the 270 range?
1: Yeah, I think so. That'd be nice. i um, take that. And so if they were going in the exact same spot, I would definitely take Conforto. But We're yeah. talking about almost two rounds of value. And that's when I start to lean Dom Smith. But I, I'm also not opposed to getting both.
0: I'm not either. I'm, re- I'm really not. And that's around the range that I'm in at first base as well. Uh, and I know it's outfield, but I'm just saying, you know, Dom has both. And so if somebody, like, snaked me on Matt Matt Olson, I'd take Dom right there. And if I already had Conforto, I'd have zero problems with that. So I really like both of them as well. Conforto, like I said, little a little bit sneaky. It sounds weird to say. I mean, i pick 76, but he could be higher, and I think it'd be completely fair now. Don't go draft him higher, you dorks. Let's not raise his ADP.
1: Like, would you rather have Conforto or Lourdes? Because they're going with. Well, I six I wanted bet. Conforto,
0: and he got taken, and that's when I took Gurriel. But Conforto was was the target there. Uh, it went. My order was a Rosarena, Grisham, Conforto, Castellanos. That's the exact order they went into.
1: And I think Conforto gets this uh, injury-prone tag. But he's been like he's been healthy the last three seasons. Fifty four exactly. games this year, one hundred fifty one last year, one hundred fifty three the year before. Uh, I mean, he has just been on the field and solidly and kind of quietly producing. I agree. Uh, for you know three straight seasons, and uh, I'm I'm totally fine. You know, taking I agree that's his friends. reputation too.
0: Mm-hmm. That there is this notion that he's injury prone, and it's not there. It's certainly not there right now. All right, who's the better bounce-back bet? And this first one might surprise you, but then I'll give you some information on Charlie Blackman at 90, Nicholas Castellanos at 91, or Austin Meadows at 97. Yes, Blackman was, like, out of his mind for the first 15, 20 games. But did you know that he hit just 216 in the last 42 games of the season?
1: I I do know that,
0: just because he was hitting a cool 500 through 17, and then tanked you the rest of the way, 216.
1: He's still finished with a 303 batting average. I mean, though. hey, he like hit
0: 500 for 17 games, that builds a nice foundation. So that's why I said. It seems weird to include him. I, I get that. But considering his how weird his season was, it was still an 804 OPS. It was still down for him. So I'm curious uh, who you prefer there out of those three. Blackman, Castellanos, and Meadows, all three of whom were uh meh meh,
1: meh at best. I think it's Castellanos uh out of Personally. that group. I mean, we've talked about some guys who've had some really they had some really nice Babip luck in the short season. Uh Castellanos had some really bad Babip luck in the short season. He had a two fifty-seven Babip when he's got a th- career three twenty-nine So I think the batting average kind of normalizes. He's, you know, in his you know traditional two seventy range, thirty home runs uh, in that park. I don't think. I mean, while the Reds are trying to trade everybody, I don't know that they're going to be able to trade him coming off of a down kind of uh, season.
0: Though I mean, it really wasn't
1: that down. I mean, they shouldn't be trading anyone. Like this is, like this is a team to, that's built to win. Now you just made the playoffs after a horrific start. Like you, like bounced back, made the playoffs. I know it wasn't the outcome necessarily that you wanted, but mm-hmm. this we may have been talking about the Reds being one of the best teams in baseball during the regular season. Had it gone 162 games,
0: I to I totally agree with that, man. I had. High hopes for that squad, and they they just sputtered. By the way, a little bit of a similar situation with Castellanos. He was hitting 340, 411, 840, 14 games into the season, then hits 190, 263, 381 in the final 46. Still had seven homers, though, uh, but it was, it was tough. It was tough after that brilliant start. I know that uh, Vlad was excited about his call there, th- thinking, I mean it was looking great. It was like, oh, here we go. And I loved I love the idea of Castellanos in Cincinnati. And for some reason their offense went cold as hell as a group. But Castellanos was, was among that for sure. So yeah, I prefer Castellanos as well. Uh what about between Blackman and Meadows? You go with the older guy in Colorado or or Meadows? Because he had Meadows had a nasty bout of COVID, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. He missed some time. I kind of throw out a lot of Meadows' his season, you know, due to the COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. and He just never got it going. He just didn't. I mean, even in the playoffs, he didn't, you know, seem right. Uh, and I just, I mean, he's he's put together a long enough track record when healthy uh, in the majors and the minors to know that he is not the player we saw in 2020. So uh, I think he is probably, you know, uh, 25 Ten, kind of guy, okay. uh, and you know the question is where does the batting average fall? And I, I'm, I think he's two seventy-ish, and so I, I I like Meadows a lot, and I think there is some added upside there too. You know we could get what we saw uh, in 2019. You know when he hit the 33 home runs, 12 stolen bases at 291. So I think I'm gonna lean Meadows just because blackman's age but I also know that you know we fade it seems like Charlie Blackman gets faded like every year for the last two or three years for different reasons oh you know he's no longer running and I mean he he didn't he ran three you yeah know, three not. attempts this year he was two for three on the base pass um so like that is no longer a part of his game I think at this point uh but I mean that batting average in cores it's hard Pretty to guaranteed. want. Yeah, it's hard to want to fade him, but Yeah, I agree. I, I both of I, I think all three of these guys offer value. So
0: I, I, I think so too. I think you can feel comfortable taking any of the three, but I think we're leaning on Castellanos, Meadows Blackman as a ranking order for us. And uh yeah, that that's where that's where I come out on that one. Um I will have I will have shares of this trio though for sure. Uh, who, who's your favorite home run uh, stolen base combo here between Byron Buxton at 112, Tommy Pham at 122, or Kyle Lewis at
1: 123? I mean, it's Tommy Pham. Uh, and uh, as much as I love, you know, what Kyle Lewis did for me in, you know, in this in this 2020 season, I'm super scared by that drop-off. Uh, that drop-off just... He is absolutely petrifying, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I mean he was the best hitter in baseball in in pretty much what the first half.
0: I mean he was out of his mind, and then he and Luis Robert just plunged together. Yeah. They Thelma and Luis right off the cliff.
1: He he was uh, hitting 368 in the first half of you know 2020, geez. um, and he hit 199. The rest of the way. So saying that's not good. I am saying, but he's still at the power. But I also think this is kind of indicative of what we should expect from Kyle Lewis, which is a guy that when he's locked in and rolling, he's going to hit power, uh, and because he hits the ball so hard, like the the babbip will be higher. And then he's going to have moments. You know, he's going to have moments, and they're not always going to be short moments. Where he's lost I mean this is a guy that Has a career 31.5% Strikeout rate uh, Through his you know first You know two goes in the majors And now that's only 76 games So it's a super small sample uh, mm-hmm. But I think it is kind of Who he is at this point Not to say that a guy who's 25 Can't change it uh, And he definitely has a natural talent uh, To make to make adjustments but I just I I'm I'm worried about paying for a guy at this price and you know eating a 220 average uh for a full season. Yeah, that'd um, be
0: that'd be pretty rough.
1: Without having like the Joey Gallo power upside.
0: Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Where, where you don't really
0: expect it. Obviously yeah. with Gallo, you know, he's he's around this price too, but you expect it. You know what you're buying into here. You're looking for more in the uh, 255 to 275 range with power and speed.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, Tommy Pham, like, uh, you know, the the season was a disaster for Not him. Good. Cause, cause Not of, good. But yeah. it was mostly injury. Um, I think, did he steal four bases in one game? I'm pretty sure he did, yes, right? He no, no, no. Mega- it was, it was two okay. stolen bases in two games to start the year. Okay, uh, okay, and then you know, get he gets hurt, um, misses a bunch of time. I, I mean, two, two in each of the first two games is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Sorry, two in yeah, each so of the first two. Four, games. four so two four games his, into the year. Yeah, four of his six stolen bases came to start the season. Um, I just think he is traditionally a pretty safe commodity. He, he's a guy that twenty home runs, twenty stolen bases, decent batting average. Uh, hitting on top of that Padres lineup. Uh, I just think there is some safety to him that there isn't with Buxton and uh, Kyle Lewis. Uh, and so he, he's my preferred guy out of this trio. Um, I love the idea of Byron Buxton. Buxton's pretty safe. Like It's, it's yeah. a safe bet that he won't uh-huh. be very
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> he
1: was pretty good this year. I, know I mean. he was.
0: I should have said it's a safe bet that he'll underperform expectations. How about that? <laughs> well, he it's only not, stole two bases, even this year.
1: It's not that he performs expectations. He or underperforms expectations. He underperforms the Byron Buxton, like, Stan expectations. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. That, I mean, most guys would, would underperform those expectations. Mm-hmm. Those Byron Buxton stands are are out here. Chris uh, Liss, looking at you, buddy.
1: Yeah. I, I think he's, like, and, and the problem is, he always gets projected for, like, 500-something plate appearances. Which is cute. And it's like, he's done it once. Um, and, you know, a large part of that is injury, obviously. Uh, but it's not all injury. And I think that's the part that the Byron Buxton bandwagoners uh forget is like he's been sent down to the minors multiple times because he just underperforms. Uh and so even if he's healthy, we're we're I don't think we're guaranteed for him to be a monster. Now I mean That's fair. I think he would vol like if he was healthy I
0: think the volume would be enough though that Yeah. I mean, he'd come away pretty happy with whatever he he could do. What he did
1: in 2017, which is 16 home runs and and 29 stolen bases, um, as long as you know, with a 253, as long as they don't care about you know how much he's striking out because he's going to strike out and is
0: mediocre, uh, on base.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's still
0: pretty young at 27, people are still going to be dreaming. Although, I would actually say, well. The thing of it is, I think it's going to go up. But i say 112 is actually kind of measured for Buxton. But like I said, I believe it's going to go up. He has a pretty wide range right now, 86 to 167. Um, 84 to 174 for Fam, And Lewis lives in a tighter 95 to 150 range. Man, 167 for Buxton would be amazing. That's after the ADP of Victor Robles and Nick Solak. <laughs> I would be super down for that, uh, for, for Buxton or Pham. But I don't think that's going to happen very frequently. I, I, those feel like outliers there. I Between these three, I think I, s- I still actually prefer Buxton, though. I've had my critiques of him, but I don't know, man. I'm a little bit worried about Fam's health. 33, he does. He plays through injuries he did in, in 19. Um, they, they ate into his numbers a little bit. Toward the end, he was pacing even higher. But he had a great season, 21-25. 273 like you you can't complain about that like that that definitely works for for fam but he's 33 injuries piling up degenerative eye issue i i I'd probably take him second though i really i think i would still take him over kyle lewis so i'm gonna go in the order of their adp buxton fam lewis all right last one. Oh, sorry did you have a last thing no no okay these three guys are not related but i want to talk one more <laughs> one more group of players there are nothing related to these guys except that their ADPs are relatively close. Eddie Rosario, one twenty-six, looking for a team. Alex Verdugo, one thirty one, and Will Myers one thirty-four. Now we know Will Myers is a Justin Mason fave. <laughs> and this is the kind of year that you're hoping for, the one the one that he put up this past season, because he went off. Is that is that your choice right now? Or or do you prefer him when he when he's running cheap? Uh, would you pay the premium, uh, relative premium on
1: on Myers, or you go with Verdugo or Rosario? Uh, n- I mean, I'm not paying this premium on Will Myers. I, I love me some Will Myers, um, and I mean, I guess if I get him closer to, uh, I don't even know what his max pick is. I've got to find him on the ADP real quick. So his max picks 165. If I'm getting around 150, him. I'm 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 totally in. Uh, and so, I mean, maybe there are some drafts where he falls enough where I get him, but the whole purpose of drafting guys like Will Myers is to draft them on the downswing, is not exactly. to draft them on the upswing. And on a team where the Padres, I think, stole second or third most amount of bases in baseball, he attempted only three stolen bases. Like, it was like the reason you I loved Will Myers a lot of people didn't like Will Myers was because like you had the potential of the 2016 2017 seasons which was you know 28 28 or 30 20 type of year uh this year was great hit 288 with 15 home runs but only two stolen bases on three attempts i why was he the person not allowed to run on the team like i that too
0: busy hitting Doubles, triples, and homers. I guess, but I'm all, I'm always slightly kidding. I mean, 31 of his 57 hits went for extra bases.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that I want to pay the price on Will Myers as much. Well, that as part's
0: definitely fair.
1: Yeah, I can understand not wanting to. I really don't pay want to the pay premium price on, him. on any of these guys, honestly. Um,
0: yeah, I'm not super keen on on them either. Um, so stolen base SBA in the forecaster. I think that means like the opportunity potentials that they had stolen base attempt rate. His was down. Will Myers was down at 7% when it's normally 20%, 19%, 17%. So I don't think he has as many chances to go either based on the fact that, you know, he might've been, Somebody at second base when he was getting singles and walks, and then all the extra base hits. So I think that played a role in Myers not stealing. I still understand why you're not really trying to pay the price, though. I I get that. I get that. What about Verdugo? Um, I remember Rasball was very big on Verdugo. Their their rate their projection system had him really high, and I think they were they were pretty well validated, right? I mean, he had three oh eight. Six homers, four steals. That's a pretty good season. Um, How do you feel about him going into next year a more full season? Does he continue to perform well? Can he get better? What what is your thought on Alex Verdugo?
1: My thoughts on Verdugo are the same thoughts I had coming into 2019, which is that I think he's going to be a better real-life player than maybe fantasy player. Uh, I mean, if you look at... His uh, his projections from Steamer. I mean, he is like exactly like peak pre steroids uh, Melky Cabrera, which wow. is a good batting average, seventeen home runs, you know, less than ten stolen bases, but you know, right near there. We'll chip in, yeah. Uh, you know, the good batting average, like it's it's so. Yeah, it's it, it's good. It's fine, but it's not like you're winning your league with that or um and I mean, he's going to hit on top of that Boston lineup, which is still good. You know, I yeah, mean, Yeah, exactly. He exactly. let off the majority of the season after about uh mid-August. There was only like three or four games after mid-August where he was not leading off. So, I mean, he's going to rack up a ton of runs. Uh, I just don't know that in terms of, like, your stolen bases or your home runs, that either of those are the carrying tool. I I think it's – or carrying stat. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's a rich man's Brandon Nimmo. I don't – That's
0: not not unfair. That's not unfair.
1: I like him. I think he is – gonna be a real uh you know and, and maybe he grows into more power uh yeah you're drafting he's only 24.
0: Him, I think you're drafting him for average and runs
1: you know which
0: uh, you don't usually go out seeking those things and so he feels like a weird pick but he can be a great fit depending on how your roster is is, is coming together for Rosario but I agree that like uh, for Verdugo excuse me I, I, I agree that I'm not like I'm not really dying to pay this or anything. I'll be curious how uh, Rasbol feels about him this year. Now that there is some hype, there there's some interest. I I wonder if they still uh, if they still feel really good about him. Let's see what's his ADP. One thirty-one. You know, uh, it was Greg Ambrosius got him at a pretty good deal yesterday. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Pick one fifty-seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, so you know, I'll take I'll take that. I'm fine with that.
0: I mean. He, that puts him on Michael Brantley, who he's kind of similar to.
1: He's got great contact skills. I mean, he's yeah. You know, he, his his own contact percentage was ninety percent on the dot this year. Uh the I mean, the problem is like, and I think it was Vlad that said, you know, said that Verdugo was like the gonna be the next, you know, Christian Yelich in terms of, you know, all of a sudden we're talking about this guy as a first rounder, and I see where he's going at. I just don't know that. Verdugo has that kind of pop in his bat that Yelich has, and I definitely didn't, don't think he's got uh, the Yelich-type speed. Didn't I uh, say that about a, another... Um, and you got said about Boba
0: Chat too, right? Or, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I, I was thinking another Boston outfielder.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Benintendi. interesting, though, because, like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he is... Like I can see why Vlad would say that about Verdugo. Like he is a swing, ch- a little bit of a swing change away from, you know, putting the ball in the air more. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the reasons why uh, he has such great contact percentages and has been able to kind of uh, put up some of these uh, good batting averages in his first kind of two full time major league seasons or close to full time major league seasons is because. He doesn't try to swing for the fences.
0: Yeah, I think it might be tough to maintain like a power surge while holding the batting average. Now that'd be amazing. That'd be like the ultimate development. But I certainly don't think you can buy Verdugo expecting that. So I think you buy him with specific needs. Uh, if, if you take him here, if you get him past his ADP, I think it becomes more appealing. Like I said, he was going by Michael Brantley's ADP in the in the draft that we did for the uh, RotoWire mock. Um, he went. Right where Santander and Brantley go would, would you take Verdugo there Or would you take one of those two over him Santander or Brantley I
1: think I would take Brantley
0: Isn't and... he just a younger Brantley though I like Brantley But I, I, I think at the same price I wouldn't want the 34 year old With a yeah. back issue I
1: guess that's fair. Who's, who's
0: played a lot the last three years, by the way. I don't want to. And we don't know but, where
1: but, he's going to end up, though. Too like he, yeah, he, his it, value's going to dip.
0: Yeah, he probably not going back to Houston. So, um, but yeah, I, I think there's reasons to take Verdugo. I think he's a particular fit depending on how you're building your roster. But of the of the three unrelateds here, man, I'm I'm a little unsure on Rosario. And yes, it, a lot of it is simply based on the fact that he doesn't have a squad. He was kind of a surprising DFA or non-tender, as it were. Um, you know, went 32-109 with the 276 back in 2019, went 13-42, 257 this year. I I think I, I was surprised because I, I thought, you know, that they could have paid him that. I, I know they got Kirloff coming up, and so there was people thinking, saying, nah, man, you know, they shouldn't have paid that, like, 8 mil or whatever it was going to be. Um, but I think if somebody signs him for, like, a two and 19 or something, that's going to be a fair price for him. I-, I think Rosario's solid. Yeah. But is his fantasy, uh, like where, where are, he, where are you with him on fantasy? Is he, is he a 3,100 guy or is, was that just a career year on a great team? Cause it was in 137 games.
1: Yeah. No, I think he is a 3,100 guy uh, depending on where he ends up. The question is, where does he end up? Um, I mean, he isn't a great defender. So, you know, he he's like the opposite of like the Verdugo, where I said like I think Verdugo is a better real life player than he is a fantasy asset. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think Rosario is a better fantasy. player. Yeah, Rosario's is a much better fantasy asset than he is a real life asset, and so the question is, does he have a full time role wherever he lands? Yep, that's um, a great question, that's and fair. so I, I think
0: he will, though I think he will.
1: I do too, but for right now, I'm
0: fading him until uh, I know. yeah. It it would be scary to see him get in a situation where there's like an obvious platoon setup, and you're like, oh boy, because uh, then he'll instantly drop like twenty five, thirty picks, and you know. So yeah, I'm not taking him here. I got to let the dust settle on that and decide after, and so we'll see how that goes. But uh, that's going to wrap us up, uh, and that's going to take care of us through for this week. Uh, we're off Thursday, Friday for the site. So I hope everyone has a great holiday and uh, enjoys Christmas with with you know the limited family that. That you really should be gathering with. Um, be smart. Be safe. Justin. I hope you have a great holiday with the fam. And uh, we'll be talking after the break. We'll t- talk on next Tuesday. Talk more outfielders. Okay. We got plenty more to talk about too. So I think we're getting into the really fun parts of outfield though. A lot of the guys are going to start. I, I thought today was a really good group. And then the next one that we do is going to really be. These are worse. There's some superstars that are going to come out of that. This next group. That are gonna make or break seasons. Yeah, well, can't, make it if they. If they can't
1: wait to sleep. talk about my uh, my super deep sleeper.
0: Oh, do you have another one?
1: <laughs> I I actually kind of do. Um, I'm actually, okay, I'm, I'm coming
0: up with one this time too. He, then
1: he he's going outside the top 500 picks. We okay, haven't ta- okay. and he, we haven't talked about him yet, so it's not Michael Taylor. Um, okay.
0: And uh, um, give give me like one one other clue.
1: Whatever, whatever um, that clue. Uh National League. So last time I said American League, uh National Monty League. Monty Harrison. No.
0: Uh Aristides Aquino.
1: No.
0: Alright, I'm not gonna guess everybody. Louis Brinson,
1: because you're an idiot. <laughs> no, but I I don't even know where Brinson's going. Seth Beer. Nope. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. Well,
0: I'm gonna come up with a super deep sleeper too that we'll talk about in that 12 will, shows. Yeah, it will be
1: super disappointing. I the the the, be... the DMs and you know, Facebook messages I got <laughs> after drafting or drafting after talking about Abraham Torre. Abraham Tor- <laughs> oh, what did they expect? <laughs> yeah. No, no, they were actually like, you know what? I, I kinda like the kinda like the
0: name, yeah, you know. I liked it. <laughs> I, I thought you were you were down on yourself a little too much, like saying that it's not gonna it's gonna disappoint. I think expectations are level set when you're talking when a Talking you know, for
1: 18 it, episodes about a guy going outside the top yeah. 600 picks, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know that there's gonna be somebody going that late that people are gonna be like, Oh my god, I must get him. There has to be like a little bit of, Huh, okay, yeah, I, I can look at it. And that's that was the reaction I gave with Toro, so I liked it. So, we'll have our, our super deep outfield sleepers, but they're three, four episodes away, if I'm just being honest, folks, because I like this setup. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna kind of mosey our way through the outfield here because. I got to be honest. I don't think we're going to do a relief pitcher episode. No, uh, please don't. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. It's just going to be like, I don't know who they're going to go with. Here's the two guys. Okay, next team. I don't know who they're going to go with, but here's the nine guys. I'm thinking, we're just going to talk
1: about them as they come up in kind of natural conversation. It just doesn't. And we'll do one in March or or late, late Feb. It's such a huge mess. It's Um, so bad. I did that.
0: I did that. Uh, I did the draft yesterday, and it's it's just a mess. Like, I just piled up some guys I have a, a modicum of interest in. Ninth round got Taylor Rogers. Thirteenth round got Jordan Romano, Giovanni Gallegos, and Tanner Rainey uh, in the twenty-third round. And Ga- none of
1: them might be like it's. There's a huge potential that none of them are the closer on their given teams by the time of the season. Like, that's why like these these mock drafts uh, that happen uh, for, for these magazines, like are so difficult. Like, and I don't oh, think yeah. people realize like, um, I mean, Roadwire does, I think it right in terms of how late they do their mock draft. Cause I know mm-hmm. like there are other mock drafts for other magazines that happen in like November. And it's like, what do we know? Like nothing. Yeah. You know, but, they, but
0: they got a deadline. They got to hit yeah, they've
1: got They've got to get able to get it to the printer and make sure it's all printed out and on newsstands yeah. for, you know, beginning of January and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, this is like if you're if you like gambling on uh on relief pitchers, like this is the time to draft. But if you're if, one of those, if people yeah, go that, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're one of those people, it's like, no, I like to have an idea of what I'm what I'm drafting. <laughs> um, you can't draft
0: right now at no. all. You can't even come close to a draft table because you're gonna find that it's an absolute cluster so fast. And the, and the chat was even talking about it, like I think it was the fifth round or something, and like uh hater chapman and Hendricks went and someone's like well there goes the reliable closers and they weren't wrong and Hendricks doesn't even have a squad like what if he goes somewhere with another stud and they just want to build a, a one-two punch and he's not even a closer so it's a nightmare out there but we'll talk about it down the line for sure but more outfielders on tuesday hopefully some holiday moves although i'm not banking on anything but uh, all right justin have a good one we'll talk soon take it easy